Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. So as many of you who have been listening for a while or have come to my live show and tale events is you are aware of the fact that I find stories that get attached to objects, to things, um, quite telling about what's important to people, what they care about, what is, what basically what matters to them, right? So as many of you also are aware, I have had the great luck of connecting with people in the location independent movement, specifically an organization called Location Indie. And as some of you have listened to previous podcasts, you recognize that people who are Location Indie or who are digital nomads have a particular challenge when it comes to the things that they carry with them. Because a lot of times they're carrying those things on their bodies and on their backs, right? So as I've said before, when you when it comes to things, it either has to have a story or a purpose. And ideally it has both. So today I welcome a special couple who have a very intimate <laughs> experience with the idea of everything has to have a story or a purpose and mostly everything has to have a purpose because they are literally carrying all of these things on their backs. So I had the great pleasure of meeting Helen first of the, the duo, the dynamic duo, um, through Location Indie, which is an online community that I've been a member of. And we just saw each other at Camp Indie uh, a month ago, which is gonna happen next year too. So anybody listening, uh, follow up with uh, any one of us about this opportunity for next year. But we met and they were heading off again to another uh, digital nomad uh, conference um, on the other side of the world, practically. Um, and uh, we've been talking about getting online and having this interview um, for, for a while. And um, I, but the first time I got to meet both of them was when we were all at the World Domination Summit and so that was last year, 2022, um, which was the last year of the World Domination Summit in Portland, um, in Portland, Oregon. So I had the great pleasure of meeting them finally in person and then again at Camp Indy. And now I get to hear more of their story. And so do you. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to, to Helen and Tim and to the show and tell section of this um of this interview and then I'll come back to ask a few more a few more questions so take it away awesome thanks so much marty we're finally here yeah. it's been quite the journey for us to get um this interview and to connect and i've been very inspired by hearing all of the stories from other participants showing what means to them and what stories they can tell. And I would say that our typical thing that we're showing might not be very typical, but for us, we count on it almost every day of our adventures. And that is our hiking boot. 
going to do view but we particularly have a solomon hiking boot it's an ultra lightweight mid gtx boot and i'll let tim also talk more about it but it's very special to us because we hike hundreds maybe even thousands of miles every year and we are currently on our full-time journey of travel that we started in january 2023 where at this point, about five and a half months in and documenting all of our travels on YouTube. And you'll probably see the shoe almost in every single video and adventure that we go on. Um, but I think particularly the shoe started at the very beginning of our relationship. Um, we actually got married almost, I think, going on nine years ago. And we're not a, I guess, we're not a normal couple, but for my wedding gift, I thought it was pretty hilarious that, you know, most people would give like maybe jewelry or some sentimental thing for your significant other. But Tim actually bought me a pair of hiking boots as my wedding present. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wanted, I didn't want to get something, some traditional kind of boring gift. I wanted something to be very functional for us. And our honeymoon we had been planning to go to Patagonia, which is like Southern South America to Chile and Argentina. And I knew at that point in time, she, I, I'm, I think you had hiking boots that she had gotten from an REI garage sale, which for those that don't know, REI uh, is the outdoor store and the garage sale is like used equipment that people bring back in return and REI sells that used equipment for you know cheap. So at that point in time, she'd been hiking in those boots. And I was like, no, 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 these don't even fit you correctly. We can't go to Patagonia and like and hike, you know, uh, for long distances in extreme conditions. Uh, I need to get you some really nice boots. And so we ended up getting these Solomon mid GTX uh, Gore-Tex boots. And basically it's it was the same model you know, when we got married that I'd given you just a slightly different color. And uh, we've just had different iterations all the while. And like, these boots are amazing. They've gone everywhere with us. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love them. It loved it so much. It, it brings back member memories for me. I well, I love hiking. I don't do as much as I would like to, I hope to do start doing some more and definitely take your um uh, your suggestions as well. But Solomon were uh, boots that I got when I was skiing. So I did uh, when when I was young, when I was a teenager and into um, high school. And uh, even even the first couple of years of college, I did ski, I skied and I, I we had I had Solomon. So it brings back lots of memories. So and, <laughs> and I love the um, I absolutely love the the idea. Of course, you're not and I'm like, of course you're not quote unquote a normal couple. <laughs> As I think that you might have heard this, but maybe not, is uh one of the things that I've found in the my years of travel now is how many times I connect with people, people I've known for a long time, and then people that I've just met, and within a very short time, the word weird shows up. 
I'm a little, I'm a little misfit. I'm a little different. I'm a, I don't quite fit. I, all of the, all of those things. And it was just like, I, you know, I'm sure you just like me, cause you, and I'll invite you to talk about your, your work as well in the world is, um, and I think there's a book even and stuff, uh, if I remember right. So, um, but I wanted to, um, I, everybody, you know, you get coaches and they're constantly saying things like, you have to pick your target market. You have to get your, you're like, you know, they, they drone you on, on you. Like they hammer you with that, like your avatar and, and you have to name them. And I remember um, somebody ended up saying, oh, you, here's an example and he asked a person to say, what's your target market? And he explained, and she's like, oh, your target market is Henry. And I, everybody on the call was like, what? And it's like, Henry, high income earner, not rich yet. And I was like, what? <laughs> so after that, I started like thinking and the wheels turning and I finally came up with weirdos. <laughs> an acronym for that? Yeah. My acronym is weirdos and it stands for where every individual remembers doing original stuff. That's great. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely 100% weirdos and I <laughs> and I love the fact that you have such a non-traditional unconventional uh wedding gift. Um, and that, like you said, that had a purpose. You were like, we're not going to go on our honeymoon with you in these ill-fitting <laughs> hiking boots when we're doing this. So the, the care in that, um, in that, uh, gift is, is huge. So, um, that that's wonderful. Wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah. I also think we're currently on our third or fourth pair of Probably the same fourth. shoe yeah. and we're actually pretty upset at Solomon because they finally changed the style like the overall look and feel of this shoe okay. and I feel like you know it's like if it's not broken don't fix it <laughs> but yeah we definitely you know besides you know putting other supportive things like insoles in it I mean this shoe is perfect it's lightweight it has really good arch support we've actually recommended it to, to a lot of people our friends before and they've all seemed to like it and um yeah I I feel like we've put maybe a few thousand miles on each shoe before they wear down I mean honestly I think we have had to force ourselves to get rid of <laughs> each pair of the shoes you know you'll have like holes in the side and all the I was like oh where's all the dirt coming from in each of these different areas <laughs> don't don't tell um immigration about what do they call oh. them the what, yeah the bringing dirt in the country yeah. back in the country bringing oh. dirt into different countries oh. <laughs> especially the bottom you gotta really like walk the bottoms you know because you have mud and stuff on them and yeah yeah Oh yeah, they are very durable. They they really hold up well, which is why we've loved them over time. And and uh, they're Gore-Tex or they're waterproof. Uh, they're the bottom, which is like contra grip. Uh, it's it's super grippy, even on wet rock. That that's a really that's a real, yeah, 
Yeah, it's very good, very grippy um, crossing rivers and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll often see other people on trails having a really hard time on rock and different types of surfaces, but these things really have amazing yeah. grip strength. And I I sound like I'm a shoe salesperson <laughs> right now, but yeah. Yeah, but, they changed it. but they changed the it. They they fixed something that wasn't broken. How darn they how, how dare they do that? Yep. I think it's, you know, capitalism or commercialism. They, they've got to change. Yeah. Yeah, they have to change, change it to it. stay relevant, right? So <laughs> I guess. So you're going to, the next thing is going to be once these get worn down, it's like you're going to have to figure out where you're going next. And if this uh, different shoe that they created is something you'll, you'll want to wear or not. We actually bought a brand new pair in a box, like sitting in our closet for at least six months before we left yeah. on our full-time tra uh, travels earlier this year, because we were so afraid that something like that was going to happen. Ah. Or they constantly run out of our sizing mm -hmm. because, you know, we have, I guess well, the only, like well, yeah, they make wide, but the only normal thing about us is we have average shoe sizes. So, <laughs> so they always run out. Run, run, they always run out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we wanted we wanted to start this full time travel in in a new pair so that yes. we would you know you don't have any issues of them wearing out while we're on while we are traveling. So yeah. So we start with new ones. Awesome, awesome. So this is a perfect opportunity to invite you to share. Um, the, this story of your full-time travel and how people can um, learn more about what you're doing, what you're up to in the world and how to stay in touch and everything. So you can take it from there. Yeah. So we have been planning for full-time travel. I would say the journey of that process started three years ago. Of course, I think many people very similar to us went through a stage where we were sitting at home during the pandemic and questioning our life choices and trying to figure out what was meaningful for our life. And ours had always been surrounded by just hiking and the mountains and being outdoors. And that's when we feel centered the most. And we knew that if we waited, maybe later on in life, we wouldn't be able to summit mountains and hike long distances and even want to sleep in a tent because you know we're we're in our 30s and we already have back problems so I can't even imagine maybe waiting on that so we, um, you know we came up with a game plan and we're really intentional about saving money um, kind of planning our idea of what our life could be like if we were just to set off on this world adventure um, our YouTube channel is Helen and Tim Travel, and our our kind of key tagline is seeing the world one mountain at a time. So we're really wanting to travel to faraway distances in roadless traveled areas and see just beautiful mountain peaks like glacier, glacial covered mountains and um, kind of go into the far distances of high elevation to be able to essentially get some perspective on the world in a different way that we can't do that at home sitting behind a computer. So. Yeah. Yeah. She said it great. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this started in January. So this year, 2023. So, and I have to say, I'm impressed because we all know people who like have these long-term plans 
And, you know, they just, you know, there's always, there's always, there's always going to be reasons that we're going to get stopped along the way that there's going to be detours. So, but you went ahead and just like, we're going to, we're, you know, because of course our, my feeling is why not? And, and you can always, you can always get, go detour. You can detour, you can turn around, you can make a U-turn there. There's, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I guess this isn't for me, but you don't know. And it felt like it was for you and you have to just go with it. And I'm so impressed that, you know, cause three years, I don't think is that long to, to have a plan and make and execute it. So tell us where you've been so far and what's the, what's the rest of the, the time. And are you seeing this as, you know, from now until whenever, or does it have a, a, a timeline to it? So what's, Tell, tell us more about that. Well, we, we started off in Taiwan because Helen, Helen was born in Taiwan, but she had immigrated with her parents when she was three to the United States. So her parents actually retired back to Taiwan and she hadn't seen them in what, five or six years before, mm -hmm. you know, because, because, you know, COVID extended that time. So we wanted to start in Taiwan so that she could spend time with them and to really kind of see the country that she she grew up in when she was really young. She didn't really understand the country. So we spent a couple months in Taiwan. And then we went to what Indonesia. We went to Bali. She did some surfing. She loves to surf. And and I, I did a little bit too. And we also climbed uh, one of oh, the yeah. peaks on a different island called Lombok and yeah. a very remote island. It just, you know, not a lot of tourism there when it comes to, I think, people like seeing people from all around the world it was a lot of locals that hiked that mountain so it was pretty neat and then from there we went to Japan and we finally got eyes on Mount Fuji which we had always dreamed of but unfortunately it wasn't climbing season so we weren't able to actually hike on the mountain but we did hike from a distance to see like the panoramic views of Mount Fuji and mm -hmm. yeah from there we went to Italy mm -hmm. and hiked yep. all over Italy um Cinque, uh, Cinque Terre, Amalfi, mm -hmm. the coastline specifically. The coastline, yeah. Oh. Oh, and then in the entrance to the Dolomites, so like northern Italy. Oh my God, that's right. And all everybody who's listening or watching, um, you can you too can go see some of these because I have a feeling these are on your YouTube channel. So um, I, I've got to go. I've seen little bits and pieces, but I've got to spend a little time and and do that because what I find fascinating is is you're you're looking for to have experiences that very few people have and very few quote unquote foreigners or travelers have. Um, it, you 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 seek out these things that are m more known by locals, which is fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, there are very touristed areas that we go to as well, but we try to take the harder route to get to these places. We, I, I think Tim always has a joke that we always, what, what is it that you say? We always try to. Well, I mean, we always try to find like the unique, authentic experience mm -hmm. Um, we're not really into big tour buses and, and those kind of tour groups where, you know, we get more excited, the more authentic something feels, or, you know, the harder something is, 
the more people it weeds out and it just makes it, it makes it feel more of an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's your adventure. <laughs> and so what's, what's up next? I, I, for, I know you're coming to me from. We're in Romania right now. Mm -hmm. So, and as you mentioned in the intro, we were in Bulgaria specifically for a nomad fest conference called Bonsko nomad fest for a week long with, you know, 700 plus digital nomads from all around the world, you know, sharing experiences and learning together, growing community. And um, that was great. A lot of social networking time, which we're very exhausted by. <laughs> now we're in Romania for the next month, uh, seeing, you know, the different castles and national parks around here. There's a lot of beautiful nature that is very underrated, much like Bulgaria. Eastern Europe is not often talked about when you think about big peaks and mountains, you think of Western Europe a lot, you know, Switzerland, Germany, Austria, places that we love and we will be going to here shortly in September. But um, yeah, Romania for a month, then we're heading to Norway to spend uh, almost three weeks. Half of that will be in a camper van, which shout out to you, Marty, in, <laughs> in your camper van life. So we're very excited about experiencing that. We won't be, we'll be hiking too, as we go along in our camper vanning journey. But um, yeah, it's kind of alluding to like our hiking boot. You know, we, we always try to find um, and pick places that we can walk to, but if, if it doesn't suit us, or if we feel like we want more adventure or less adventure, you know, we pivot and, you know, a lot of the times we walk on our two feet so we can really go anywhere we want to go without those uh, limitations, unless, you know, we need to go there by train, plane, or automobile. All modes of transportation. All modes, but it seems like your primary is, is, uh, is by feet. So yeah, that's why the hiking boot is so important. Yeah. We have way more. I mean, we're perpetual planners. We have Nepal. We're climbing Nepal, actually, with uh, potentially climbing Nepal. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're hiking the Annapurna circuit in Nepal and uh, for fourteen days, and I think that's the longest journey that we'll ever have in the backcountry continuously. Um, though we'll be staying at tea houses, it's the longest that we'll be out like uh, every day, every day, yeah, continuously. <laughs> continuously. Wow, wow! And when is that again? mid-october mm -hmm. mid-october oh fantastic wonderful wonderful ah oh, this is so it's so amazing i love i love going on uh, along on on other people's journeys like that i i i'm not sure like i with being familiar with like nora dunn and these other full-time tra travelers or people who've done this full-time um it's like you you said i i live part-time in my van and part-time I make those kinds of plans, but it's, it is sometimes it's nice to be like in my, at my home base. So that's, it's like, you know, a little bit, it, the planning is not, not quite as, as exciting on my part. It gets a little exhausting, but it seems like you're a good partnership in that, in that. So. I mean, it has also its own challenges too. Like we have been more fast traveling on the road as well so fast traveling that definition can mean differently for people but we we spent i think the first part of our trip slow traveling in taiwan and ever since the two months that we started our journey we just 
had been go, 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 you know, maybe three to five days. We've worked up to just like at least a week is good in a place to be able to settle in and unpack our bags. But since we're moving a little bit too quickly, it is quite exhausting. And we are trying to fit in all the physical activities like hiking and all these adventuring activities. It it is hiring when, when you put it into perspective. So don't, yeah. I think there was a lot of pent up excitement in the beginning. You know, it's like, like, we've been planning for three years. Then we went to Taiwan and we were there for two months. And it's just like, we're just, you know, because I'm already making these plans and booking all these places. So there was just all this excitement just, you know, bottled up. And so then finally, when we were released to, and we left Taiwan and actually started the trip, it was just like, go, go, go. You know, we got to see, you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, And then obviously, you know, as time has gone on, we've learned that it's more expensive to travel quickly. I mean, that definitely, you know, hurts the budget. So we, we've slowed down for those reasons, but also just the stress of all the more transportation and packing and, re, you know, repacking and unpacking your bag, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, and this is one of the things that we spoke about before jumping on um, the, the interview was the, this, that, that I, that Goldilocks situation. <laughs> it's like, and especially as a couple, as you, you met my wife at camp, camp Indy that, you know, it's sort of like, you know, what's, what's that you want to do all the things, you know, you're excited about doing all the things, but then it's like, there's that need to like slow down and connect again. And, breathe and have just just some alone time together like and 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 just you know so it's like finding that like just right you know like I said the Goldilocks it's like it's too fast this is too fast this is too slow this is just right so and I imagine as you're traveling full-time with one another that that just right it will change a little bit um, it's not going to, there's not going to be an a, a absolute way to do it, but it seems like you're, you're, you're figuring it out as you go. So, yeah, there definitely isn't a formula. I've, you know, when we were at Nomad Fest in Bulgaria, people were trying to define, you know, what is a digital nomad? And that definition looks very different from one person to another or just nomad in general, right? It's, right. Uh, you kind of get to pick your path and um, the outcome of your story and your travels. And for us, you know, as long as we, you know, we try to build in two hikes a week to the minimum and we try to have rest days, you know, we do have to edit our YouTube videos and (laughs) kind of stay on top of that. We're very backlogged right now in our videos, but that tends to happen as you can understand with your, your podcasts and all of your (laughs) show and tells efforts there but yeah it's it's been a very interesting like learning process even in our own relationship how we can like coexist though like you know before prior to being full-time travel life we worked completely outside of the home you know actually Tim did and I was I worked from home and Tim was as a physical therapist out in the clinic. And now when you're together, it it becomes like this, how do we find the balance and how do we, you know, communicate with each other effectively, especially when we're together 24 seven. And um, we actually do a lot of reflecting time on the trail 
because he's a much faster hiker than I am. <laughs> and he, you know, he'll be like 10 minutes ahead of me. And sometimes I won't see him around the corner. I'm like, this is kind of like my alone time. So we kind of work, <laughs> in, work in little things like that to reflect on our trip, because sometimes you can kind of lose sight of, um, you know, why you're doing this. And we're doing this to be in nature and to enjoy it and not stress about all the little things in life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love how you, you describe that and, and, you know, taking, you know, it's like somebody was talking about, you know, not having internet service, like we've spoke about when we got on or, or no cell phone service or things like that. And I remember when I was traveling up the West coast, um, there were so many places I had no internet, had no cell phone service whatsoever. And at first I, it, it, like, I got a little bit panicked and then all of a sudden I just say, ah, like you said, oh, I can't see him around the corner. I guess this is me time. <laughs> I guess this is reflective time. I hope he's having the same experience of, you know, like, you know, it's just, it's just working it out. And I love what you said about like how digital nomads, that, that community, um, and location indie, I think that's one of the biggest things that continues to connect me with them, location indie, and and loves love the work and the people that they draw to it is because it is a pick your own adventure. It is a you get to live your life your way, the way that you want to live it. You don't have to do, follow any other, like there's van life. Uh, organizations there's tiny house organizations there's schoolie organ like there's all kinds of groups and memberships but they all seem to have very limit they limit what what it means to be a part of that community and that's what i love about location indie is that it's like you can do it any way you want like you know the you know you can work full time remotely for someone else and then you can do this or you can, you know, whatever. And it's just kind of a Legos, like build your own, like build your own adventure, build your own life. And I, and I love that. And I love listening to how you're doing the same thing with your lives. So a real pleasure. Yeah, yeah thanks. And we feel the same way about you, you know, weirdos unite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, you're definitely doing original stuff. So, um, so in in closing, just wanted to again, you did mention your YouTube channel, but are there any other ways that um, my listeners and watchers can stay connected and find out more about uh, what you're up to? Sure, yeah. So our YouTube channel as well as Instagram is Helen and Tim Travel. You can also find us on Facebook as well. But we do send out a newsletter that goes out about two or three times a month, and we not only talk about our hiking adventures, but we share resources on travel and hiking gear. And also we do a lot of travel hacking points and miles um, in our travel journey as well. And so we share resources and tips on that. And um, I guess lastly, we are also a big fan of the financial independence retire early movement. That was a huge catalyst and um, factor into us being able to find a little bit of financial independence, save some money to go on this um, year, not year long, I guess we don't really have an end date. We're still figuring out <laughs> how long we want to go, but 
um, yeah. So if you're anybody's interested in any of that, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and our newsletter at HelenandTimTravel.com would be a good place to find us. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I, I certainly enjoy everything and I was a lucky, uh, uh, a lucky person to hang out and listen to Helen and Tim when they were talking about the uh, credit card, uh, you know, like points and things like that. So I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you about uh, another time to, to chat a little bit about that because now that my wife and I, my wife is retired, once we get the addition built for my mother-in-law and move her in, uh, we're hoping, which should be by the end of the summer, by the end of August, she should be moving in. Um, and uh, then we're going to start, you know, at least looking to do like one big trip a year. Like I don't see us doing, you know, much more than that uh, together, but, you know, a few things in the van and, you know, national and around the, you know, around the country in the van. But as far as like, you know, international things, we've got a few on our bucket list and uh, we'd, I'd love to talk with you about how I can make it a little bit better in, in terms of cost. So um, definitely check, check uh, Tim and Helen out um, on their YouTube and uh, their website. And uh, I thank you very much for sharing the story of um, the thing that matters, um, which is this lovely, uh, unusual wedding gift of uh, your Solomon hiking boot. Uh, and uh, I'm glad that it's uh, keeping you going and on your feet and hiking uh, and, uh, and doing all the wonderful things that you're doing and spreading the joy and the um, the experience of, of travel and how it, it gives us perspective and it builds deeper connections and uh, with ourselves and with others and uh, community. And uh, in, in this, is, this is part of your legacy, obviously, as well. So I thank you very much. And so thank you everyone uh, for joining us at this uh, episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. And um, if you would like to come to an event um, that I do virtually, um, you can find that in the show notes as well, showandtails.com under the events. I usually have one event a month um, virtually, and then I try to do a few pop-up um, in-person events as well. So you can look for that. If you're looking to build deeper connections, community, and legacy with your family, with your employees, your donors, uh, your alumni, um, your um, your new staff, like a, a you know a orientation, you know staff orientation or anything like that, um, I am available to host um, these story sharing gatherings for you as well. So reach out to me. And uh, without um, further ado, I thank everyone and especially Helen and Tim for joining me from Romania today. And we did great with the internet uh, uh, service. So we, yay, that's uh, not always the case, but we did it. And I thank you very much. And I look forward to staying um, in, in staying connected and, uh, and, and getting more of, of a sense of, the adventure that you're on. So thank you very much. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Marty. We enjoyed our chat. Have a great day, everyone.